Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of my podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and I'm very honored to welcome with me Dr. Ratan Sharda, a public intellectual, um, a columnist and author, someone who has done research on the RSS, someone who's written on the RSS and is a very well-known face on our TV panels, has written, writes on many current affairs issues and uh, uh, for people who uh, who have seen even five minutes of uh, TV debates in the last five years, they will know who Dr. Sharda is. But there is a lot more to Dr. Sharda than just what you see on TV debates. And on my podcast, this is what we hope to explore. Hello, Adit. Nice to meet you personally. Absolutely. In Houston. That, yes, yes. So it's wonderful to see you personally. Uh, give, giving you everyone a background that if uh, Houston has come to our mind podcast, then it's not possible. Nahi hai. <laughs> and we are very grateful to Dr. Shada for giving this time. Matlab, literally, he has to catch a flight and we caught him right before he's <laughs> yes, catching yes. a flight. So thank I'm very you so anxious. <laughs> No, no, we, 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 we have to, we, we, we have made sure that this is, he leave, when you finish a good, good meal, the last one is the best one. So this is last one. Houston has been very exhausting because I, I addressed, I think, and met uh, seven meetings I had wow. done and uh, met many people of varied mm. interests. So mm. it has been quite interesting and very involved uh, kind of visit to Houston. Lovely, lovely. I'm no. I'm. Thank you so much for giving us the time. It's been a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So, um, you know, in my podcast, we have a free flowing discussion. So we'll we, but we have outlined a few topics that we wanted to talk about. We wanted to certainly talk about the CAA NRC issue. Uh, the, the, that is one issue we have not yet covered in detail because I was I was wanting to talk to someone who is, you know, has come from India directly here or is in India and, you know, has is aware of the situation in the ground. Because especially in Western media, pe, the reporting has been very, very biased and True. completely counterfactual. I mean, ha. so um, when we'll get to the media coverage of it later. But can you explain for our uh, listeners what, like, they are familiar with what the CAA NRC is. And now I reason I call it to CAA because it is an act. The president of India right. has approved it. Right. And uh, for the people who have been living under a rock, it basically uh, grants a faster path to citizenship for Hindus, yeah, right. uh, Buddhists, Sikhs, Jains and Parsis coming from Afghanistan, Pakistan and Bangladesh. And also Christians. And also Christians. Yeah. And I repeat, a faster path. It yeah. is not a, you know, ki uh, ko milega and other communities from those countries will, will not get it. The, the current provisions have not changed. So I'll leave it to Dr. Sharda uh, to expand on this. I think uh, what you have said, Adit covers uh, nearly the crux of uh, the CAA. Hmm. And the kind of uh, talks that people have, like why Muslims have been kept out, hmm. and it is kind of you know against the basic structure of constitution. Constitution hmm. is meant for the citizens of India. It is not meant for foreigners. Hmm. First, let us be clear. Hmm. And CAA doesn't touch upon the Indian citizens as per constitution, whether they are Muslims or Christians or Hindus. So this misinformation must stop. Hmm. That is one thing. Secondly, as per the, when all these champions of minority rights talk about uh, minority rights of Indian minorities, although they are thriving and living well in India and grow very well, they are so uncouth about the human right violation of minorities in the neighboring country, which basically were once Indian, uh, part, part of the Indian geography. Yeah. Yeah. So Pakistan and Bangladesh were born of India. 
out of demand to have a separate homeland for Muslims who felt they won't be very happy to live with the Hindus of India. And the demand was granted and with whatever condition, with a lot of violence, etc. So one third of land was gifted to them. And you know, the partition meant that like a partition of two brothers. So they were given their own homeland who wanted to live as per their own park ideas and you know, Islamist yeah. ideas. Those they didn't want to, they lived with us. So those Pakistanis and uh, sorry, Muslims and those other minorities who felt happy in India, they didn't go. Yeah. And they are as good as us as citizens of India. They are as good brothers for us as anybody else. Yeah. And those who live there today is like, you know, you divide your house. And uh, then he, the brother comes back, younger brother comes back saying, I could not, you know, keep yeah. care of my house. I, I want to come back. So it's not my concern. Those already have this right. Secondly, these minorities are being persecuted only because they are uh, non-Muslims, mm. very clearly. Mm. If you see the atrocities on uh, Christians and Sikhs and Hindus mm. uh, in Pakistan, they are horrendous, same in Bangladesh, just because they are not Muslims. So naturally, it's a religious persecution. For religious persecution, they have to be given the space because Nehru and uh, they themselves signed a pact with Eliyakar that they will take care of minorities. Mm. Pakistan didn't take care of minorities, so it's our obligation to these orphans of you know, partition that they must get some relief and they must go come back to their homeland, which was a homeland for everybody. Okay. And in Afghanistan also, the six who were major, majorly there hmm. uh, have been dwindled to some thousand people. I yeah. met an Afghan Hindu just uh, in Tampa about a week back yeah. and he was telling me the stories of Afghanistan persecution. Hmm. So this is the background. And those Muslims are but they are with us. We are not, and as you rightly said, Muslims who want to come here, they have got the earlier path open even now. Yeah. So it's not that we have given up a humanity and, you know, we just want to uh, do something specifically against anybody. That's very bad propaganda. That's really hate-mongering. Now, what if th that, I mean, you explained the crux of why, you know, the whole path about, you know, uh, Pakistani Muslim uh, things, uh, sort of the coverage about it. But I, I don't understand when they say that this is against the Indian Muslims. How is this against Indian Exactly, Muslims? that's what I'm saying. This yeah. act is not about uh, Indian citizens as who are our yeah. citizens as per constitution. That's what I'm saying time yeah, and absolutely. again. Absolutely. So why are they talking about it? Yeah. This is nothing but misleading, misguiding people. No, and then the, the craziest thing was someone I heard say that this is against OBCs, SCs, STs. I mean, yeah, imagine the um, imagine the most revered leader of uh, SCST, Dr. Ambedkar had talked about exchange of population. Right? He never and uh, nobody agreed to that. And unfortunately, this condition we are today is a result of that particular uh, forecast, very, very visionary forecast by Dr. Ambedkar. Yes. They don't talk about what Ambedkar talked about Pakistan, about the Islamic behavior with the women, etc. Mm -hmm. They will quote him partially. In fact, one of the protesters I heard on video, he said that we will destroy Dr. Ambedkar's constitution and we'll make our own constitution. Mm -hmm. So this is the kind of horrendous you know, exchange they have in the name of uh, secularism, in the name of uh, injustice of Muslims. Those who are with us are good or at best, they will suffer and they enjoy just the we are enjoying anybody, whether Christian mm -hmm. or Sikh mm -hmm. or Hindu. So this is total hogwash. Uh, uh, that is one thing, even if they want to protest, Hachalo, you know, it's a democracy, you, you have the right to protest. Who the hell has the right to burn buses? You exactly. Know, any democracy. You it see, is very clear that yeah. they have been scared. They have been put into you know so-called frightened uh, minority by the their extremist leaders who want to disturb India's peace. That was their effort since 2014. They have been hate mongering for long. Hmm. Same set of people. So there is a complete access you can see across the TV debate panels. I have been seeing for last six years. So same uh, jihadi-minded people, same uh, evangelist. 
same secular extremist and same marxist so this entire axis of green to red is the axis which has been fighting every policy of this government whether it's economic policy foreign policy domestic issues the purpose is to somehow keep on harassing, you know, creating disturbed environment, creating head. They failed. They failed to do anything after Article 370 was weakened. They failed. They did not succeed in creating, uh, you know, uh, disturbing peace when Ayodhya verdict came. So this is the chance. And naturally, if uh, a large section of population believes they they will be kicked out or they will thrown into jails, they will be agitated. Unfortunately, probably we have not been able to reach out or put the right perspective. the way we could have but anyway hate always wins <laughs> to explain people takes more time and this is not the one reason why there is riots you must must understand the riots are not because of ca only they added nrc it because i say ca is not catching you know much of a mm. much of a pull so what they did they said nrc is against muslims there is story i read the story here from an indian newspaper that the detention centers being made the law will make the opposition leader sonia gandhi goes on tv and says that you will have to stand in queue you will be put in detention centers and so many unkind words she has used a very frightening kind of uh, you know mm. forecast she has made but fact is when i ask people to show me one piece of paper one order from government which defines how nrc will be done mm. now the government had come with the the paper, uh, paper we talks about npr and how simple it will be so it was pure pure conjecture this was just trying to create mis- uh, fake news trying to create uh, scare and uh, you know generate hate because this nrc is what really scared people because assam had lot of issues but assam nrc again was on the order of supreme court it was done under supreme court jurisdiction it was under their watch and it was as per their decision of 2004 which no government dared to put into action 2014 So only in 2014, BJP government took it up, just like it took up SIT for the black money, mm-hmm. which no government touched earlier. Mm-hmm. So all this UPA talk of this, and worst part is, Mohan Singh was asking about it in 2003. Mm-hmm. You know about Citizens Act. Uh, CPM was asking for uh, you know uh, somehow some kind of you know uh, support to minorities being harassed in uh, in uh, Pakistan and Bangladesh, and today they are going beyond the word. Mm-hmm. so they have soft heart for minorities in india but same minorities in pakistan bangladesh what them is you know no mm. and they have no heart for those hindus and sikhs who have been raped kidnapped converted and are made to lead third class life there mm. to they must go and visit people those people who are staying in kachcha houses in delhi in jaipur and jodhpur to understand the, their pain mm. they can't be dry intellectuals you know preaching us about what should be secularism etc Mm, absolutely no but i think also uh, uh, the students aspect of it right because uh, i was listening to some interviews that they were giving and i mean i was i i almost felt bad i mean i was amused by the kind of facts because there was complete misinformation spread on the yes. ram mandir issue as well like yeah. what you said about the supreme court um they were like they were almost suggesting like the indian state clamped down and took the mandir out yeah, of that right. not mentioning that this was a probably a 70 year old process not even the last 20 i mean the legal battle has been going on since what 1949 almost yeah it began 100 i wrote i think about 100 years back yeah. in british time ha british time but and when the british 
the British uh, collector said that yes, it is Ram Janmabhoomi. Unfortunately, we don't want to do anything about it. Something like that is spoke. Mm-hmm. It is there on the record. So there is a continuous history of Ram Janmabhoomi, and they try to confuse people. It has been decided on faith. It is decided purely on evidence, archaeological, scientific, historical. Every evidence been taken care of, and Supreme Court before the High Court has taken very serious cognizance of fake news, you know, fake stories and baseless. Uh, historical stories being produced by so-called eminent historians. Yeah, they were very bad, badly, spl- uh, you know, slapped earlier by High Court, now by Supreme Court. Mm, absolutely. The uh, unfortunately, they were very shameless. So you know, <laughs> you can't do anything. I I met youth here who said, "What is this detention centers? Detention centers? They showed the picture was only of Assam, which was made by Congress government mm. under Supreme Court directives. Mm. And we have not done uh, no government in India. Nobody has created any new detention detention center. There is no proposal for this. So you must understand. Even now, once the Home Minister come with NPR clarity clarification, this whole hate mongering must stop." It is hurting India. It is hurting people inside and outside India. They feel very uh, worried that what is happening there, and this must stop. And if government, uh, police take strict strict action because they have been beaten back and blue yeah. with stones and all, why should you blame police then? No, one thing I w- police must be supported and police must take care. It is humane, but it cannot be. Uh, it must. It will retaliate when uh, police forces hit directly. No, no. There so, have been videos where we have seen tempos coming in, uh, supplying stones and being thrown. This is highly, utterly. Shameful. No, and uh, uh, there was a video that went viral from uh, my state of Gujarat, Banaskanta, where a police truck was going and uh, a mob was violently shaking the truck for some. Yes, many such, many such. Horrifying. I mean, people only selectively show video of police men, you know, beating back crowds, but they have no heart or no sensitivity or honesty to show the other side of the story. Hmm. So we just demonize people who keep law. and this is not good at all and in the western media we see a problem is like they because they are projecting like rana ayub is the only journalist that is there out of india yeah see those journalists have been discarded by indian media <laughs> they have become the flag bearers of indian thought process which is uh, unfortunate but this when the history of western media they get feed from the left oriented uh, media from india who only write in english so english speaking left oriented media supplies the news to western media and that is produced as a you know as some kind gospel of gospel yeah gospel truth yeah. so i think the social media is one where all these so called champions of mm. uh, you know freedom of voice should go back and see what's happening mm. just quoting partially and somehow trying to demonize india mm. and that too by people who have killed millions in the name of uh, different geographical issues and all and never never keep mum when you know people are killed in the name of uh, religion they keep quiet and today we are they are telling us what's wrong with us mm. no absolutely absolutely but uh, taking this a little forward because i have seen there is one thing and i you on the ground have probably seen uh, the the real thing about it on this issue sections of the left wing media they have transformed into activists And it was always so. When it was not, no, I know. But Please go back to history. When it was not, no, but uh, may, may, I, you will see agitated, uh, you know, anchors, uh, uh, you know, on the TV, you know, uh, you, uh, you know. So let me recalibrate yeah. my question. Though. So what I was saying was in Article three seventy Ram Mandir, they tried to do it, but it did not work yes. the way it did here. And uh, the whole thing is now being done in the under the guise of this. student protest or something you know students against the government and stuff so why is that so is it ki you know 
बहुत कुछ फेंकते हैं जो भी लग गया है वो ठीक है इज इट दैट एटीट्यूड और इज इट जस्ट समथिंग कंसिस्टेंट ट्रेंड यू सीन इन ईयर आफ्टर टू थाउजेंड सी टू टेल यू टू थिंग्स the people who have been consistently unnecessarily without any uh, reason berating mr modi and the government government they are losing audience the yes. trp is falling so Absolutely. to come back to the party trp they are picking up anchors from the channels who had typically uh, supporters of hindu cause or supporters of uh, the government those have been taken over by other channels which are supposed to be anti modi and an image of that particular kind mm. because if they want to crawl back into people's mind they have to tell something which people want to hear mm. so they have become kind of irrelevant mm. social media has made them kind of irrelevant mm. and they uh, to be kind to people like you know famous anchors you who have come to medicine also <laughs> those kind of anchors when you listen them you know spewing uh, the you know kind of agitated you know extreme point of view they have been cut off from the mainstream people and general people are no more interested in what these people say they gain currency because their news get broadcast in western world as such in india they are irrelevant now they don't realize their their you know made up uh, super intelligent stories and you know elitist kind of comments don't affect anybody same uh, famous anchor had said that what we couldn't cover in assam was because of tyranny of distance imagine the terrain of distance made uh, mr modi take care of north is in a way nobody has done so far mm. there is a new optimism there mm. leave us at the ca uh, you know fear they have but otherwise they have kind of optimism you never saw the kind of development you never saw so this is something these people refuse to see they see nothing good I, I call it the tyranny of uh, uh, tyranny of bad eyesight <laughs> so they have become so myopic they have become so Uh, blindsided to exactly. what people are what people are seeing they will they are abusing the common people who have got native wisdom for last 10000 years that what india is and what we want to do no, what i want to what, what i want to tell our listeners is also this is not a accident this is deliberate ignorance knowing what is definitely the so called intellectuals must be reading so many things must mm-hmm. be seeing social media and but they don't and the way they respond to social media sometimes tell them that they are so frustrated mm-hmm. it's a last ditch battle let me put it this way that the left uh, the left dominated and you know urban luxus left dominated so called secular intellectuals they had a big control or you know on the mind of people for last 70 years mm-hmm. with government sponsorship with super wonderful five star uh, you know flights to world over mm. with the prime ministers wonderful life Talk wonderful parties yeah yeah so having done all this mm. they go to five star then tell us why banana is for you know 500 rupees please go to normal hotel mm. who asked you to go to five star hotel these people they realize the last ditch battle if mr modi and bjp survive or if the hindu thoughts for the you know mm. take deep roots they will become totally irrelevant all this sponsorships will dry up and they are so afraid of that because the life has gone into that financial times i believe or after yeah so they had a piece yesterday where boris johnson said something about he's going to stand up for christians or so yes. and the same financial times if if at all if narendra modi or amit shah would say yes. they're going to send a stand up for hindus i mean yahan pe to boli diya ki we will india as a natural homeland to hindus six hours yeah. jains because yeah. from um, uh, uh, pakistan afghanistan bangladesh they say that my god 
they would, the western media I stopped them Muslims Adeta, and told them see let us be very honest we are secular because Hindus are secular they want India to remain secular because by thought and by action we are pluralist hmm. we are democratic we respect all thought processes we respect all faiths but that is not true uh, of other religions that is why you see Pakistan what's happening to minorities see what is happening in Bangladesh and even Christian countries though they are very democratic now they will talk of Christianity because that is the thought process they have and you can't blame them mm-hmm. and as long as they are allowing everybody to grow wonderfully I think they have every right to call themselves Christians and do what they would want to no, they believe that, in that that, that is a that separate right. political point. but how can you justify Ex, uh, you know, uh, exclusivist view of uh, Christianity and Muslims, uh, Islam, but then try to degenerate Hindus, though they are talk no, of plurality. So this continuous abuse of Hindus, mm-hmm. continuous insult of Hindus is what is wrangling Hindus. When they talk back to these people, they call them trolls. Mm-hmm. So as if they have the monopoly on the super truth, mm-hmm. as the only truth of mm-hmm. these great uh, editors and anchors. So that is, they have to understand that there's no more works because people may be, they may have our space in academic and intellectual world and there may be vast, you know, unwashed millions who know their native wisdom. Absolutely. You can't, you know, can't uh, simply insult them and, you know, uh, put them aside. Okay. You know, terrific clarifications on that. The last five minutes of the podcast, we want to talk about uh, a little bit about the media. And then uh, I just realized today also happens to be the uh, the birth anniversary the first BJP Prime Minister oh, yes. of India, yes. Yes. and uh, so we'll talk. Who came from RSS school? Who came from the RSS school? <laughs> nay, well, that is a so the reason I brought Atalji up, apart from the one million reasons to bring it up, bring him up, was also because of a couple of tweets that I saw today. We'll be talking about those in in part two. So stay tuned. Yeah. So um, when we talk about the media, media uh, uh, aspect of it all, and you know how they've made a uh, were played a sort of a rather than being a bystander and reporting on the news, a lot of the anchors have been doing sort of a activist type approach and justifying them, saying you know Hamisha Bhutto, this uh, you know they say the, the 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 in America there was almost say the white man savior complex. Ki, you know uh, I'm going to come and save this unwashed masses out of this. Yes. Similar that oh I am I am this star journalist. I'm going to speak up and lead all these students into this brief path to enlightenment when they you know, rally against the government and stuff. I almost feel like that is some sort of, uh, maybe it's my attitude and bias speaking, but I'm like, what is I mean, they, can, they are perfectly capable of thinking for themselves. And it may be a ridiculous thought, but if they protest, as long as it's not violent. See, as an illustrative case of how, you know, uh, I would say agitated our uh, editors are. There is an sh- interview you must have seen of Rajiv Sardesai with Sarban Sonawal, hmm. if I'm not wrong. And where he was agitated, he was foaming at the mouth and uh, Mr. Sonawal is responding very uh, very oh. easily and hmm. calmly. So this is a kind of behavior that you know left has that when they lose ground, hmm. they t- totally lose balance also. I and I would say the anchors or the editors or the journalists have every right. Hmm to find fault with the government, but they should not spread fake news. They should not misguide people with totally wrong uh, facts, as I talked about detention center, as I talked about NRC, which all these people have been misleading and, uh, you know, frightening people. In fact, I was I just saw the headline of uh, one very prominent journalist, supposed to be, you know, great uh, journalist of his time and today. He said that it's a rise of new, uh, new Muslim uh, people leadership on the floor yeah. and what is the basis of that 
violent agitations. Can you imagine a journalist supporting violent agitations calling it the new leadership of Muslims? Do you think Muslims want violence? Do you think that all the Muslims in India are totally blindsided, they don't want democracy? If they didn't want democracy, they would go to Pakistan. <laughs> Not a single Muslim from India has ever asked to, ever wished to go to Pakistan or Bangladesh because they know they are living, living in the best countries where they have every right, total freedom and they have grown well. If they are deprived of certain economic, uh, you know, comforts, that is true with every Indian. Mm. And they have been given the best possible benefits by the same Modi government whom they are today, you know, shouting about. No, I think the problem is also that because uh, what you talked about, Jarun, is key. Um, I think they are unable, rather than questioning the government on and criticize them, you know, the job of a journalism is, journalist is to find fault or issues which are yes. not being covered. Right? Yes. So finding faults is one thing. Actively campaigning to change the government is in the hope that the yeah. government falls and changes. Yes. That is a two completely. And you saw that thing um, in the Maharashtra results. I, uh, you know, it, it annoyed me to great extent. Extent that yes, of course, you can say that BJP Shiv Sena could not form the government, and Sena, you know, is as the second largest party has gotten the chief minister's thing. But do not keep saying BJP lost the election because yeah. they did not lose <laughs> the election. <laughs> First, there was a single largest party. The mandate was See, as far as Maharashtra is concerned, I am one of the voters who voted for Shiv Sena, hoping that Devinder Fadnavis and they are coming together. This was total cheating of the voters' mandate. It was total cheating of people like me. And I hate Shiv Sena for cheating people. And I will never forgive them for that. I think majority of people have the same feeling and they, are lose, they will lose very badly in next election whenever it happens, I can guarantee you. I uh, know, and then Ratanji calls because Mumbai, people, yeah. I call Mumbai my second home. I've yeah. spent a lot of time with yeah. Anyone who has knows what the Sena is all about in yeah. Mumbai. And most of them, most people who lent towards the BJP or the RSS viewed it as sort of a compromise you had to make for making sure that Sharad Pawar Fine, it, see, no, no, that was because we had a common uh, ideology for last 35 years we worked together. And mm -hmm. if you went by Balasaheb uh, Thakre's views, then this was the alliance and they should have come to power and they should have the majority person within two parties no, to come to chief as chief minister. That's sort of that his formula is, itself. Ideology is one thing also, but also no one wanted Sharad Pawar back in power. So, well, there, I will. I will. I would. I would remain positive. This was positive vote for a good government yes. because the kind of work Mr. Devendra Fadnavis did, the oh, kind of infrastructure sure. work on Mumbai, which nobody did for 50 years, everybody exploited, everybody looted Mumbai, every kind of tax Mumbai paid. It is most horrendous, mm -hmm. worst kind of infrastructure that has. I am born in Mumbai. I feel ashamed. I feel highly agitated when I come on the road. I feel I cannot walk. I cannot uh, drive. People have lost their legs, their hands, their heads trying to navigate runs. navigate the train and the roads. And uh, if we still call ourselves a very uh, you know financial capital, uh, the goodwill to uh, you know good wishes to them. I think people the uh, people are moving out. Mm -hmm. They have moved to Delhi. They have moved to Ahmedabad. They have moved to different directions. Mm -hmm. This is a dying today. If Rajiv Gandhi once called Calcutta the dying city, I would say Mumbai is the worst condition today, and it, it, it would die if uh, some, somebody like Devendra Fadnis didn't uh, rescue it. Yeah, right. absolutely. And then you had the whole RA thing. But 
you know, we are running short of time and uh, Dr. Shada does have a flight to catch, as I said. Uh, uh, India resume So, but before he goes, I have to, I have to uh, talk a little bit about Atalji. So, I also, also says here about media, we should yeah. just stop worrying about media because it is really relevant because the kind of news they publish, kind mm-hmm. of misleading articles they write, they are good fodder for the Western press because that is the only source of uh, news they have. Mm-hmm. But I think they have to change otherwise just like electronic media. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the these channels who have been kind of human rights activist and totally misleading mm-hmm. people, even the print media will slowly lose relevance. Absolutely, and, and we are seeing that happening yeah. here. Um, no, but so so be, I actually saw a tweet by uh, a film director who said that these protests, yeah, ye to many attitude Atalji ke time pe to dekha hi nahi. Hmm. And uh, you, Dr. Shah, I have been uh, around. I mean, I I have flashes of memory, but you have an active memory of what happened. How there was a unprovoked attack and how when the government fell in 13 days and when the government fell in one and a half years there were anch- anch- uh, news anchors almost not on TV at that time editors almost celebrating well, yes. was said. So, see basically this left secular media hates Hindus it hates Hindutva so anything that can you know stop this uh, this uh, movement they will be happy with they will ally with jihadis, they will ally with urban Naxal, with Naxals, everybody just to see that Hindus are kept in place when they can celebrate communal violence bill which made Hindus the prime suspect of any violence and they had to find the way out of the that draconian law, I think anything can go. When they support jihadis and they support uh, Naxals, that means that their only reason is that somehow stop the uh, growing Hindutva feeling in the local masses, growing uh, fondness for the tradition and cultures, which they don't want. So this, um, you know, negative attitude towards India's culture and India's traditions is the basic reason for their continuously berating Vajpayee. He talks of Vajpayee. Vajpayee was never in, was not elected again. Why? If he was such a wonderful man, I mean, I believe he was a wonderful man or the best prime minister we had. But these people who today celebrate Vajpayee at one time, you, you know, today the same also. Mm. If they were to read his Hindu Tanuman, Hindu Jeevan, Ragaragmera, Hindu Parish, they will, they will get fits. Oh. And it was very positive, liberal poetry about India. Mm. Having said that, why these people, uh, you know, did not try to see to it that Vajpayee wins again? Yes. So they are the people who will just, they have for them, you know, Vajpayee is moderate, Advani is extremist, then Advani becomes moderate, Modi ji becomes extremist, now Modi ji will become moderate and Amit Shah will become uh, extremist. So this strange behavior and this myopic uh, thinking is going only going to hurt them. They have to be reasonable, they have to be rational if they want to battle it out with the ideology of Hindutva and ideology of uh, local uh, cultural one India, they have to think more, they have to go back to the drawing board and clear the cobwebs or their, you know, Macaulay, Macaulay thoughts and their Romila Thapar thoughts and mm. see what actually India is. Arundhati thoughts. Arundhati has no thoughts. I mean, I don't even consider <laughs> She just uh, speaks good English, that's all. Absolutely. So before we go, so there is a thing we have on Tradition is Mind podcast that the, we have a, a recommendation we give that is non-political. It could be uh, ideological, it could be a film, it could be music, it could be a book, a poem. So any recommendations that you have for our listeners that they should read or something? See, I can't really remember. Off, I've, I've read so many books, uh, you keep reading and I would still, I still always remember Sanjeev Sanya's book, huh. uh, the uh, the 
थैंक्स थैंक्स फॉर टाइम आदित्य